Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I'm your host, Christine Lakin. I'm your host, Alok Khaled. Today, today it's a lot Khaled. Yeah, we go back and forth. It's fine. Um, fine. Today on the podcast, we have an old, dear friend of both of ours, very funny actress by the name of Alana Yubak. You would know Alana from literally every movie that's ever currently playing on cable because she's done so many movies. It's crazy. Like, um, Meet the Falkers, Legally Blonde. Yeah. Um, yep. Sister Act 2. She yep. was also That's in... That's when I met her. That's when I met her. <laughs> I mean, it goes on and on and on, the stuff that she's been in. It's kind of it's kind of insane how much this girl worked. Waiting with Ryan Reynolds, the Brady Bunch movie. I mean, it's... Yeah. yeah I, she's just hilarious. She's amazing. Currently, she is on Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce on Bravo. Anyway, she's super funny. She's really irreverent, and you guys are going to love this interview. Um, she already had her baby, so congrats to her. Big congrats. July 25th, she had a little baby boy. And we did this interview just before when she was super pregnant, and she let us come into her home, of all things, and then made us snacks. She was so nice. She's like the nicest, really big pregnant lady I've ever met. She was just like running around her house, like feeding us things. It was, it was the lovely. only thing was not to be negative, but it was the worst. What? It was it's a parking nightmare? Okay, it was a parking nightmare. She lives like up in the and hills, a, and it's really yeah. tough. There's nowhere. A, to a lot of stairs. Yeah, that. Well, yeah, she's gonna have to really do some more I mean, baby proofing that house. I mean, she's gonna and major baby proofing. There were cacti. There's like Grammys everywhere. Grammys yeah. and cacti and some really expensive things. But the bassinet, the pride bassinet, you're gonna have to listen to understand what we're talking about. Don't worry, we'll post photos. Enjoy the worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of like worst ever experiences, that is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. How bad can it be? <laughs> we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome to Welcome worst. to Worst Ever Podcast. I'm your host, Alak Khaled, and my cohorts, Horts. No, 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 no. Let's do that again. That was and horrible. Roll sound, speed, right. and action. Welcome to Worst Welcome Ever Podcast. Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I'm, I'm your host, host Alak Khaled. And I'm your host, Christine Lakin. Sort of. Today on the podcast, we have an An actress, old friend of mine. An old friend of mine. Uh, who do you think she's known longer? Well, she's probably known you longer. It's not a competition. Well, okay. I slept with the both of you, and you were both fantastic. <laughs> Don't oh my God, spill thank it. You. <laughs> An actress, a comedian. You would know her from most recently... Um, Girl's Guide. Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. Yes, Girlfriend's Guide, sorry. My gosh, the worst. There's two more seasons left. Two more. Yep. You would know her from some of her work, which I just saw you in. I just saw Legally Blonde, and I had to for just... For the first time? No. Oh. For, like, probably the 14th or 15th <gasps> was time. Was it on cable, or did you rent it? No, it was on cable. You're oh, going to get a check soon. Thank God. Check. I know. Alana Ubach. Welcome, Alana. <laughs> Thanks, Darla. Thanks for having me. How long have I known you? I think a combined, like, 45 years. Well, here, I, you don't remember this, but I met you on the set of Sister Act 2. Did we make out? No. My friend, Dee Dee Magna, who just did the show... Um, oh yeah. yeah, was in Sister Act too, and so I was on the set visiting, and I kept going, "Who's the girl singing the Love Boat? The Love Boat, right? Yes. The Love Boat. Yes, Dee Dee turned me on to um, to the Body Shop when I was a little girl <laughs> because the- she used to smell so delicious. She smelled oh. like a strawberry sundae. Yeah, I went uh, to strip club. The, right <laughs> there, you go. Yeah, the Body Shop. Yeah. Right? 
and she had, or the body store, you yeah, know, the body shop. Yeah, the body, body shop. shop. Yeah, yeah. And I said, uh, Didi, how? What is your secret? Why do you smell so good? You smell like a strawberry sundae. And like those scented dolls I used to play with when I was a kid. And she said, well, I'll tell you, Alana, my secret is uh, strawberry oil and vanilla oil. And I mix it together and I get it at the body shop at the mall. <laughs> and I said, are you kidding me? So I, I get in my car and I drive over to the mall and I get like five years, a five year supply of like strawberry sundae scented oils. And um, let me tell you, it amped my sex life. And I'm glad you guys are here. Well, you are well, pregnant. Yeah. Oh, yes, and I am. due in three weeks. And not only are you doing this podcast totally pregnant, but you provided snacks and beers. I made a nice schmear for them. She's yeah. not drinking And I'm getting not drinking the beers. She provided the beers for us, yes. which is like the most generous pregnant thing I've ever, I've ever heard of. Well, well I think you. she was so excited to see people. I'm just so excited <laughs> to have people over my house, like to actually have friends for a day. And the fact that I'm not paying you guys is miraculous. <laughs> no, we've had Nicole Tom on the podcast and oh. so many people have written in about her episode because you know she's so funny and you and Nicole have been friends for a very long time too. Here's my theory about Nicole Tom. What's going to happen is is that Jennifer Coolidge is going to retire. Right. And then she's going to get just a plethora of fucking phone calls offering her those gigs oh, because definitely. I just I just think she's she's Jennifer Coolidge. She, she is. is. I think she is in person. Absolutely. In person. But I watching Nicole's work, she's such a she's a really good, like, straight. She's actor. the real deal. She's yeah, the real she's deal, like man. Really, really. Yeah, yeah, really, for really sure, good. for sure. I, I love me some Nicole. Me too. She's such I a do Tom. Too. Do you remember when I saw you guys? Gosh, was it two years ago? The Norby Walters. Yes! Night of a hundred stars. Okay, and this is why Can we, we talk love... about that shit show. Let's talk about Christine Lake and how fucking cool she is. She's such a punk rock renegade, and here's why. <laughs> We run into her. She's by herself, having a lovely little time, sparkly blue eyes. I'm like, my God, Christine, that is the most beautiful dress I've ever seen. She's like, thanks, it's my wedding dress. I figured I could get some uh, mileage out of it by wearing it to Norby Walters' Night of a Hundred Has-Beens. I was like, that is fantastic. Yeah, it was so the worst. So I, I decided to start wearing my wedding dress Did out. you? Yes, and it really packs a punch. Yeah, man, fuck that. You Would paid you like... It? No, I just wore it out. My wedding dress was blush. Christine's so it wasn't no bigger than a minute. I mean, I mean it was no on. white anyway. But I figured two things. Number one, this is probably the only thing fancy enough I could I could get away with wearing it to. Right. I paid a lot event, of money for it. Yeah, you did. And, and B, I, I, I don't blame you. It was it was literally tailored within an inch of my life, and I knew I was going to get pregnant soon, and it was a good chance it would never fit again. And Water I was pump. right on both accounts. There you go. What's this event? Okay. I have been invited to this event for no less than maybe a decade. I have best. never gone. It's the best. It's the night of the Oscars, and this gentleman, who's this older man named Norby Walters, greatest name ever, he would literally call me on a landline, don't know how he got my number, and he would leave these messages like, Hello, Christine, it's your old pal Norby Walters. The night of a hundred stars a is coming up. Two one zero fixture. Totally. Porsche belt you. Lovely. And Lovely he w- he basically throws this viewing party for the Oscars. But it is literally like Gary Abusey and all the people. Captain f- Steubing. Right. You will, you will run into Captain Steubing. I don't know if he's alive or dead, but he's alive that night at Charo. Shut like, up. It's, it's insane. It is insane. Eye candy. So it's like old TV Hollywood. It's old. You will find someone who was on your lunch pail at one time. Yeah. We sat next to Patricia Heaton. Oh. Oh, yeah. fantastic. There is, but the the press line when you get there is this wrap around in and out. You can't, like, once you get on it, you can't get off it. You can't, and it's retro and so it's cool. It's so cool and so weird. What kind of press shows up? 
Um, oh, that's God. a really great question. I don't, I don't know, know, and I really don't care. I'm usually wasted by the time, like blacked out by the time I'm I'm at and, that place. And they provide yeah. dinner and everything. Oh, oh yes. yeah, it's like the Golden Globes. It's in the same place where they film the Golden Globes. So you're there getting it's smashed. It's at the Beverly Hilton. Yes, with your free chicken. It's at the Beverly Hilton. It's fantastic. Now Norby and Gary Michael Walters both produced Bobby. They produced Whiplash. Oh, um, yeah, they're they're pretty. They're okay. they're um they're a big fucking deal. Yeah, and the greatest part of this one was that they had a sponsor this year, and the sponsor was a weird company called Nygaard Slims. Right. And what? it kind of sounded like, I thought it was like Virginia Slims. I think that was some kind of tobacco company. No. Right. Nygaard Slims are these latex, like, stirrup pants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it made no sense. Bag? No. It, it, was, it was in the gift bag. Apparently, you could burn, like, a thousand calories in five minutes or something. Because like, they're, like, made of plastic. Yeah, while, while driving on the 405. Do you still have them? No, I think I gave mine to the Goodwill. Why? I do have the bag, though. Oh, my God. In. I use it for shopping at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Well, then genius. And then like three months later, I was in New York for work and I look up in Times Square and wouldn't you know it, there's a brick and mortar, Nygaard Slims. I'm like, how is this in business? How? It's a front. Do they do men's? Probably. I don't know. Maybe. I, I we'll think they didn't have them in my, my husband's size. <laughs> but then in, in between the commercial breaks, because obviously we're watching the Oscars, we're not watching the commercials because it was just the telecast, they would have the models from Nygaard Slims who were there for the event get up with Mr. Nygaard, who's like 107 years old, but is taking so much growth hormone that he just looks sort of puffy. He looks amazing. Yeah, amazing and kind of puffy with like like kind of strange feathered hair. I'd and he. Him. Yeah, well, I well, mean, we know that. Abby. Yeah. Um, and he would kind of parade these models back and forth with their stirrup pants and explain the different features of So they of did the their pants. own commercials. Yeah. It was amazing. There were so many things happening that night. Look at that. Stephen is... the jeggings. Yes, the jeggings. Stephen is looking up Nygaard Slims. What do they look like, Stephen? I mean, they just look like... I mean, they look like leggings, but they're... I mean, they look like plastic. Like, you could, like... Painted on you. Yeah, you could, like, hit it, and it would be, like... You know, like... Right, right, What did you do with your... You remember what you did with yours? I think I, you know what I do? I always throw things in the recycle bin and then I, I just keep the bag. I have like a thousand bags. Yeah, because you don't want to spend the 10 cents extra at the grocery store. It pisses you off. I really it's don't. all about the sustainability. It's all about the, and I'm just like, what can I use out of this gift? Like any kind of free gifts that I get at anything, the opening of an envelope, I'll show up because I'm like, okay, well, how can I use this? What can I, we have a bunch of pens. You know? Oh, sure. Because you can never have enough pens, I, listen, water bottles, or memo pads, water, water bottles. bottles. Yeah, crap like that. So I'll keep I'll keep that kind of stuff. But you know, um, my husband and I go to the Latin Grammys every year, and um, there's only so much Colombian coffee we can keep in the fridge. Oh wow! Oh. Or, oh. or store in the freezer. Right. Um, and uh, I like my one cup of coffee a day, even yeah. though I'm pregnant. But fucking, I'm 41. And yeah. I Listen, to, uh, our parents. I need to be alert. I get it. Hours. A lot more than coffee. There you go. So don't worry about it. Oh, I know. I Look, I'm diet size. I know my mom used to like sprinkle sweet and low on my cornflakes when I was three. And uh, that's why I'm so little. Did they have sweet and low when you were three? Yes, they did. They had the pink cancer shit back in the 60s. Oh, oh man. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so speaking of your husband, we walked in. There's just maybe, I don't know, half a dozen Grammys. That son of a gun. By the front door. He's won like 16 Grammys. Oh. He's, he's a big overachiever. He's, um, he's, uh, he's, 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 I, in fact, uh, the first time on our first date, I, I, uh, it was our second date. And then I, I saw his house and I, I clocked the Grammys. I thought I'm going to steal a couple because if this date goes sour, um, at least he'll call me to 
asked for the Grammys back. And uh, I put them in my little um, Nygaard slim bag. Nygaard slim slim bag. And uh, I get a call from him the next day. Just a text. Hey, kiddo. It's uh, Tom Russo here. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm embellishing. But um, did you you perhaps um, take a couple of my awards? Did did you do that? (laughs) I was just like, well, what makes you think that? That's so weird. And so I take a picture of him and they're like, I'm at the car wash with guys at the car wash. Like I give them to like the people. That are, it's, are you like, hey, dude, serious? Hold this, hold this. And they're like holding up the Grammys and like, I'm taking pictures, you know, all over town. You oh had a Grammys like sitting in your car while your car was being washed? In the trunk, like in the trunk, like ghetto style, man. You could take the girl oh. out of Downey. Don't fuck with me. How, this is the second date with him? <laughs> second date. Yeah, I knew I was gonna marry him. I was just like, "This is the guy. And We're you, from the same planet. This is it." He got it. See, that's the thing. Yeah. She did it. He got it. And he was like, like "That was that kidding? probably no, sealed he, the deal." Just, it totally. I made him laugh. Where did you yeah. get married? We ended up getting married at the Adamson House in Malibu. Oh, oh yeah, Adamson House is really fun. Yeah, they give you like tours of the Adamson House during the the actual ceremony and and during the reception oh, cool. and everything. We had a blast. Surfers like surfing up on the side. You know when we were. We were uh, dancing and getting trashed. And how did you guys meet? We met at Pache, which is really funny, on a I blind love that date. Restaurant. <laughs> love it. You on a blind I date? A blind date. Wow. But I loved blind dates back then. I really did. I was like, I'm up for anything. Wherever I'll, I'll meet the person, because we didn't have a, you know, the internet. T- there was no Tinder. There was no Tinder. There was no Bumble or right. Wire or any of that bullshit. And so um, I were was set, set up with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and. Uh, Tell you what? I yeah I, I was set up with him. And we well, I think, I think you said I slept with him. And then we oh, <laughs> oh, and then we met. That too. I'm not a fool. And um, and and that was it. I mean, you know, we were just like, wow, we're really good. And um, and uh, that was it. Who set you up? I was set up with him by a friend of mine, Danielle Kirk. Was she in your wedding? And Tanya Fenmore. They they showed up at the wedding. No, I, I wouldn't do that to anyone. I I was you know I, I was I was an old maid by the time I walked down the aisle. So I just threw my mom in the wedding and a couple sisters and there you go. Did you have a bachelorette party? I did have a bachelorette party. We ended up going to Solvang. Uh, Nicole and I got kicked out of a bar. That go was figure. shocking. Oh, shocker. I, I don't and want then, to tell my Nicole's story in Solvang. Yeah, and then we got then we got kicked out of a. <laughs> Casino. My wedding. I don't think she's as back to solving anymore. I think. Oh, you have no idea. Yeah, I don't think she should go back to solving. It's like the Bermuda Triangle. Smog. Yes, it is. It's this. There's there's this like the soot of racism in the air. It's that is fucking weird. No, when she said she was pretty gross. uh, When she said that she was getting married, like. I got area. married in Santa Ynez. Okay, but oh, but it's well, that's a solving. big difference. It's sol- no, but the hotel that everyone was staying at was in Wasn't solving. solving. A lot First of homophobes of all, out there. If you're going to do a destination wedding, then make sure it's a fucking destination. Got it. Okay. Hold I on, wanted Christine. to get listen. I wanted to get married at a winery. Okay, so so then pick oh, Napa Valley or something. Did you get married at a winery? I that's did. Too it was far. Napa's very far and that's, very I understand expensive. Why you did that. But it's, and that's that's ridiculous. But it's right? not. A, yeah. It's not enough of a destination that I'm like, okay, it's two hours away, but I have to get a hotel because I'm going to be drinking so much. This is why you I need a lover. Uber. You could have gone to her wedding and then the next day go to Napa. Thank on, you. On little, but I was something. just like annoyed. Anyways, the best part of the Solvang thing in her wedding was the streusel or strudel. Yeah, the strudel. The, 
The, they're the best strudel. strudel. He's like, strudel. Yeah, yeah, because strudel. it's a Danish town. Yeah. So there's lots of Danishes. So odd. Yeah. But it it's is weird. The, the pastries so are delicious. Odd. The pastries are insane. They also have a a, a, a brat house yeah. that has really great brats. Wow. Um, but all he did all day, the day before my wedding, when, you know, of course I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Right, uh, he's just taking pictures of himself drinking wine, eating streusels, <laughs> just sending them to me over and over again. I'm like, dude, I don't have time for this nonsense. I'm trying to make boutonnieres and get like this shit that I've DIY'd over to the the venue, and you're just you know having a gay old time over at the the brat house. Yeah, oh it was fun. God, though. Oh, and so then Nicole, <laughs> oh my god. So then this asshole, which everyone knows, that I love fucking Nicole Tom of more course. than anyone. Yeah. You like fucking it she too. She sits her at my table. <laughs> well, obviously. Oh, how fun! And it was, you know, it was at a obviously a vineyard. And Nicole's like, oh, I'll just have a couple glasses of wine. Because she's right driving away. back to L.A. Lemon solving, Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> we do that all the time. Anyways, it turned out to be a chaotic, a chaotic, chaotic fucking evening, especially like with your bridesmaids. And did I know. you have drama at your wedding? Um, come on. Gosh, I mean, everyone Latin slept families. with everyone. Um, you know, there was a beach right there. So, I mean, you, sand in everyone's underwear by the end of the night. Um, someone got an STD. What? I keep forgetting. I think it was a cousin of mine. <laughs> that night? It was like chlamydia. <gasps> Some, just something like a really old school disease that, it, I mean, word had gotten around that she ended up contracting that from, uh, from an actor friend of mine. Isn't that oh, amazing? Oh, shit. Yeah, isn't that wild? Very. Very. No, you, you know, you never know. I know. So wait, was the STD coming from his guest or your guest? I don't know. We need to find that well, out. Chlamydia is a beautiful Steven, name. Steven, can you investigate? <laughs> is that a gorgeous name? If it's a girl, I'm naming her Chlamydia. You are not. <laughs> yes, I will. So you don't know the sex. Gonorrhea. <laughs> if it's a boy. Yeah, exactly. But it is, I'm shaped like I, I'm growing a boy. I was going to say, and we are not on predict, camera right I would now, say but a this, boy. Is, this is a boy. Come on. Well, yeah. We're, we're going to get a picture for sure. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk about your career a little bit. Sure. Because you've had Let's a very talk. you've had a very long career. I just well, say yes to everything and not too many people do because they're they're not as dumb as I am. Well, no, I, just, I am. That's not true. I'm I as dumb an, as you are. No, and I watched an interview with RuPaul and he on Watch What Happens Live. Really? Yeah, and he said I will do everything that I'm asked because you don't know when the next job is going That's to come. That's my well, And I feeling. love people. I just, yeah. you know, you know, it really helps to be an actor that loves people mm-hmm. because I just like ma- meeting new people and making new friends. Yeah. If I find out that it's, you know, oh, I've never worked with that director or, oh, uh, that's an actress I really like. Or, you know, I mean, I remember one time I was, I was like 27 years old and Tori Spelling <laughs> was in this movie with, uh, it was The House of Yes with... Um, Parker Posey. Yeah. And and she and I, uh, I don't know how she had found out that I was, I, I had written something and she was just like, um, uh, they were like, well, you haven't even read the script, Tori. And she was like, well, I don't care if it's good or not. I just want to hang out with Alana and a couple of her friends for a couple months. That sounds like a lot of fun. And I thought, wow, that's something to really take into consideration that yes, if you are, if you've been hanging around this town as long as I have, you just... You can't take it seriously. You just have to treat it like it's a party or being different parties are being invited to all totally. the time. And, and not only that's that, it. but no matter how bad the project may be, if you're good, you're good. Regardless, exactly. Then that's what counts. Yeah. Or if you're bad, then, then it's going to show. <laughs> Move on. I mean, if you're bad, then hopefully no one's it. It's all good. How, what was the first job you ever had? 
the first job I ever had was Los Alvarez when I was four years old. I was on a romper room and Miss Maria, the first Latina who was who was the guest of the, the romper room franchise on KTLA, was of course um, shooting an independent film during her hiatus after the wrap of that last uh, show. So she thought I was very cute and outgoing and I looked Latina enough to play her daughter. So she went up to my mom and she said, listen, I'm doing an independent film called Los Alvarez. It's about Mexi- uh, this uh, Mexican uh, family, farm family in LA, I mean, in, in California. And, and it's all about boxing. My mom was like, what do you need my kid for? She was like, to play my daughter. In the, and she just has a couple of lines, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and so I said, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll do it. And my mom said, my mom said that I had said, I don't even remember, but, um, she was like, really, Alana, you want to do that? I was like, oh yeah, mom, this is my life. So, <laughs> so, um, I was really sassy as a kid. I grew up around nothing but adults. My sister was 11 years older than me when I was oh. born. So I was around all these adults and I just, you know, my, my mom like propped me up in front of the TV and we'd watch, you know. Auntie Mame a thousand times. I love that movie. Yeah, my mom was like a gay man trapped in this, like, you know, 35-year-old body. And it was really fun being raised by someone like that because I thought, oh, this this is something that I really love to do. And she always had, like season tickets to the Doolittle or the Hollywood Bowl. And so I was exposed oh, wow. to that stuff. I was like, Mom, do these people pee on stage? She was like, oh, no, no, they don't. They wind them up and they put them in little boxes at night. And you could do that too. And I said, really? She's like, oh, yes. And she, and it was, so it's, it was she really, really encouraged you from the she very really beginning. Did. And she, she, I think she was, a, a, if, if I may be so bold, she was a real frustrated writer. Yeah. Because everything that I asked her was very big fish. Like, you know, where I came from. And she said, oh, there, it was a one, it was a stormy night. Your real father is Wesley DeHaul. He was disfigured and embarrassed to call you his father. So he left you on the doorstep. And you were, uh, you were um, um, a deeper shade of brown. And so we doused you in bleach. And we dyed your hair. I was like, really, Mom? My hair's really like dark. And she was like, it was blue when you were born. <laughs> and we, you know, I mean, she was just yeah. would make up so many things. And so I grew up, grew up in this like fantasy land. This adult lived in a fantasy land. Yeah. Constantly. And it was, it was like my inspiration. What part say, of LA did you grow up in? Downey, the Mexican Beverly Hills. So right off of the five South. So your ethnic background is Mexican. My, my mother is, is Mexican. My father was uh, a, a Spanish Jew born in Puerto Rico. And um, how the hell they? Oh, big, big influx, big influx of Spanish Jews, especially during um, during the war. They they were, you know, the Moranos ended up being, you know, major trouble. I mean, Spain was like, if Mm -hmm. you're not Catholic, you you know, you're you're dead. Right. So um, a lot of people ended up moving to Argentina. Huge and huge German influx in Mexico. I mean, that's why it's so funny when people are like, you don't look Mexican. You don't look Hispanic. I'm like. Okay, you just you need to take a trip to Mexico. It's a very big country. Well, there are a lot of blonde hair, blue eyes that look just like Christine Lakin in the middle of Mexico. Oh yeah, huge oh, European wow. influence. Yeah. Don't they watch Univision? Yes, because it's the it's the Indian yeah. uh, influence that that makes you know the the that makes the, most people say, oh, okay, you're supposed to look this well, way. But right. no, my father's. Dark brown hair and blue eyes, light skin. My grandmother was a redhead. Wow. Yeah. And both go. my parents are Palestinian. There you go. You know? Yeah. It's wild. Anyway, so I, before I knew it, I, I, uh, 
I uh, was 10 and my mom had read in the newspaper that there was this young people's program called at the Lee Strasberg Institute that, um, you know, you could take a summer program on there. Santa Monica Boulevard, on Santa Monica, Santa Monica and Hayward. So I started Hilarious. going there yeah. for a couple of years wow. and started booking AFI films, IFA, AFI films. Um, and, um, and you know, I took it from there, signed with Natalie Rawson, who was a kid's agent. Uh-huh. And then I started booking little pilots and then I got Taft Heart lead when I was 14, I booked this Victoria Principal pilot. That means, by Just the way, Taft Hartley is a term that people use. For 80s. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> if you ha- if you're not in the union, say if you're doing non-union work, and then you suddenly book a union job, you don't have to join right away. You can do what's a Taft Hartley, which is like a gimme, basically. So you yes. don't have to pay union dues right away. Yeah. And more. then if you get another union job then you can decide at that point because maybe you'll have a little more money you can pay into the union for sure you can get the benefits well, you have a choice at that etc you have if a choice you, to, no, you don't really have a choice at that point because at that point you can choose to take the job or not exactly right. but you must that's, join the union yeah. if yeah it shows that that's what happened and and um and then i and then i got my license and i started taking you know schlepping myself to auditions and Wow, so at 16, you were going to school and you were also going to your own auditions. Yeah, and not really booking a bunch of stuff. I wasn't Miley Cyrus. I was a working actor, so I was doing a bunch of guest stars and shit like that. Well, that's really, that's, and I always say that, one of the best careers to have because you are a character actor. I've never peaked. I've never, like, I've never hit it mainstream. Yeah, but you don't want to. But you constantly work. Sure. You are the best friend, the sidekick, the funny, you know, sister in Everything you know, it's funny. I had a conversation with Lisa Edelstein, who's like you know number one yeah. on on the show uh, that I was on, and, and and she said, "What do you want to do after this, Alana?" And I said, "I, I just love to be, you know, doing doing. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind doing another Best Friend, another really good, you know, quality show." And she was like, "Really?" And I said, "Oh yeah, you don't understand. I love." You know, having an option at two o'clock in the morning to go out and get a hamburger and, you know, no one's going to stare at you or bug you. But is that true? Because you're to me, you're very recognizable because you're so different. Yeah, because you're you stand out on the screen all the time on everything that you do, like immediately, like especially with. First of all, Sister Act 2, of course, uh, you stood out. There's like yeah. 25 Dude. kids. Lauren and you st- you stood at Lauren Hill. And you still stood out. I mean, you're comedic. T- at that, how old were you when you did that? Uh, I was 16 and a half. Yeah. 16 and a half. Yeah, 16 and a half. 17. So, and Whoopi Goldberg cast you, right? Because she was part of that casting process. Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. B- Bill Duke. Bill yeah. Duke was like the, the big the big cheese. But she had approval on everyone. Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was a sequel and she was getting paid the most money that any, any uh, Hollywood actress had ever been paid at that time. I think it was like, you guys, it was like 12 million bucks or something like that that she had made on, the sh- on, that, on that movie. Isn't that insane? Wow. Did you do a sitcom with... No, I'm thinking of another actor. Never mind. Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Did I did I do a sitcom with? Uh... Did you did you end up? Have you done a series yet of your own? Beside that's that's a th- half hour. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was called See Dad Run. It was on Nickelodeon. I oh played yeah. Mom, um, Scott Bale played my husband. Right. Yes. Of course. There you go. That's right. Okay, and then so then Sister Act. Two, that's what I was saying. Sister Act Two. You were you stood out completely. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, even what uh, what's his name? Who was fucking crazy? Um, Who? Which one? White boy. God. Clown. He um he was in our acting class with Stephen Haves. Um, Matthew Lilliard? No, you're not going to know his name. He's like his one off job. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking you know about. about yeah, 
Stephen's like looking totally him up. out of his mind. Really kooky out yeah, there. Yes, yeah. kind of like an Andy Kaufman sort of thing yes, he was doing as a teenager. Completely. Yes. Okay. And yes. he was. What like, happened to him? What's I going on? I don't know. Yeah, he probably got really smart and moved to Silicon yeah, Valley and has look at his name. A really hot second. wife with fake tits. Um, but there were so many like, uh, so many people that came out of that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you stood out. It and then, so, it was so 80s. That and then same with thing. Legally Blonde. I mean, that's a I know. Huge... And it's so funny that I that I saw it last week. And I was staying with a friend of mine up north. And uh, I was just we, I was just flipping channels. I was packing up, getting ready to go. And all of a sudden it comes on. And I'm like, God, I love this movie. That's so oh, cute. Oh, God. I, there's there's a lot. I want to see her next week. Oh, my week. gosh. You know, I'm actually going out to visit uh, Jessica Caulfield, who was Marco in it. Yeah. She's, uh, she lives in Ohio now. Oh, so you're kidding. I'm, I'm going out there to, to go and visit her. That's our, our last baby moon awesome Are you really, you're going before you have the baby yeah, yeah that's what a baby, baby moon is baby moon yeah before before you, before the, so the, the last child time you're together your and kills them and right and it's the last time you can just be together, just the two of you. You know. Are you taking parenting classes or anything? I thought you were about to say, are you taking pills? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm on Demerol. Yeah. Um, uh, no. Um, am I taking any... Uh, like parenting? I mean, it's your first child. Sure, and I've, I've forgotten everything. I've taken a binny birth, rye... I've taken all of it. Those, those, uh, those uh, uh, what do you call it? Workshops over at Cedar Sign. I don't remember any of them. Well, I mean, we took you know, notes, and I yeah. guess it's the. I took the a whole birthing class, and then, you know, it kind of, I mean, it's helpful to have the information going because you kind of understand what your body's doing, but then you get into it and you're not thinking about any of that. Wow. You're I'm, thinking about, like, what the fuck is going to take this pain away right now, I, and how do what? I try to breathe through it? I, I, I've never even had a broken pinky. I want to go back a little bit, actually, yeah. um, because you had told a story when you came and did our live show yes that i want to talk about oh uh, i tried yes. out for juilliard yes and, and i i really um that was that was really embarrassing and humiliating because this is after sister act i think so before was legally blonde if you're yeah, 16 before, and a half it was definitely before legally blonde so let's start at the beginning so yeah. you you're you know 17 18 and you're thinking about going to college and you were was juilliard like your only choice oh my god i i I went out for NYU, Juilliard, Yale, um, USC. It was like throwing spaghetti across the room and seeing what stuck against the refrigerator. I, I just didn't really, I wasn't excited about college. Mm -hmm. To me, it was just like high school all over again, just more expensive. And I right. thought, why the fuck do I want to be around a bunch of kids my own age who don't know what, what the work ethic is all about? And they don't know what it's like to kiss ass to the hand that feeds you and get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and work 14 hours a fucking day. Right. Um, I felt like an working. adult. Yeah. But you felt and like it was something you had to do. I felt like everyone it was something was I had to do because my mother did not finish college. My father didn't. And the, you know they were, they were working immigrants. Mm -hmm. And they insisted that we all finished, that we would be. My mother always said, she was like, I'm not going to raise two daughters that are that are um that i'm smarter than mm -hmm. I, I i refuse to be smarter than my two kids that i'm raising so my sister went to usc she was a graduate my aunt who's very much my sister eloise she went to usc she was a graduate and so i thought okay i'm going to you know uh, prove myself by by going to school and, and finishing those four years so yes i did try out for juilliard and um and i did a scene from um jaws 2 and then i did a scene <laughs> from <laughs> Say it again. Woo! Say it again. Jaws Repeat. 2. Jaws 2. And that, I obviously uh, did not make round one. <laughs> uh, if it was RuPaul's Drag Race, I probably would have made round one, but I did not make round one. 
And you know what's so funny is that I was just this clueless Which idiot. Which scene from, ja- from Jaws 2 did you do? I did all the characters um, that uh, when they were discussing, you're talking about some damn shocks, mother? Because the mother in, in, in Jaws 3D had actually gone It's through- Jaws 3D. Jaws 3D. And <laughs> anyway, so all of that, all that's said and done, um, Juilliard, go fuck yourself. You did? <laughs> Hold on. Hold, stop. I, I need to know. Okay. Did you go to New York to audition? No, I went to uh, um, San Francisco. Okay. You show up. Yeah. You memorize. What'd you do? How, you write out the dialogue from Jaw, or how'd you get the script from Jaw? You through? know what? It was such a big blank. I mean, the people that auditioned me are probably dead, but I, I that was like 25 years ago or something like that. But, um, what <laughs> I can't believe they actually let me do that scene. And then the next scene was um, uh, a scene from, um, oh God, what was it? I, I, I had rewritten like a classic. Oh no, oh no. Because you have to do a classic and a contemporary <laughs> monologue. I had rewritten it. I was like, this isn't going to work. Um, but I, but what is going to work for me? Just, so you like took Shakespeare I, yes, and was yeah, like, yes, 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 yes. I'm rewriting I, I the, I'm rewriting the Juliet monologue. Yes. They wanted something <laughs> modern and then something. And then I did, but I added on like a scene from a movie just to show them that I could do film. I could, I, I could tone myself down for film. And that was what I was trying to show them. Like I was trying to figure out, like wrap my, my head around the logic behind that. But I was like, listen, if I show them that I can do really commercial stuff, then they'll probably say, well, we definitely need her in our institution. It's Why very not important. just send your reel? I should have. I should have. Right. Like, the <laughs> stuff that you'd actually yeah, been paid to do. They didn't have a VHS do. player yeah. um, right. in, in the audition room, unfortunately. But I would have done it. Anyway, um, I, I wish that would have been videotaped. It wasn't. Um, they kicked me right out. Like, and what, how many people were in the room? Now, about three. And about the, three people. I mean... In like a dance studio looking room right. that you walk in. It was like fame. And, right. right. And oh, they're just staring so at you. Do Jaws 2? Oh, they, they were so sweet. They were so sweet. They, were, they all looked at each other like, okay, what else do you have? And I was like, I have a song. And then I, I have, a, um, I have a, a scene from Shakespeare. I did that. And then I did a third. And, you know, quite frankly, it, was, it wasn't bad. Like, I really was so focused and so committed. And and the guy just sort of led me out like, what a clueless little schmuck. <laughs> what an entitled little <laughs> asshole. Like, just because she was in an M.O.W. with Tina Yothers, she oh. thinks her shit doesn't stink. How is Tina? I don't know. She's she's <laughs> having lunch with Antonio Sabati Jr., you know, but I... <laughs> just... I, I worked with him twice. He, um... What a you know he's running for Congress... Man. He is? That, I just heard, listen, I got word on the streets Ooh. today. My friend just goes, look who just called me. Why can't he just do us all a favor and just run for like Congress, but like it should be like a porn version of him running for Congress, right? <laughs> well, do you remember the reality, reality show? Yeah, you remember that reality show yeah, that he did? Yeah, I do. Oh, he's an, I mean, he must be a really nice guy, but I'm like going, what happened to you? I don't know, but I still want to sit on his face. All right. <laughs> Well, I want to like angry screw that Republican. Well, I don't know if he's, re- is he Republican? Honey, he is the most like right wing. Is he really? Yes. I think so. Yes. I still want to sit on his face. Jesus. Oh, that's, you know, and that's a conundrum having, for you. She's having a it baby is. with her husband. That's how she talks. <laughs> she's in love hey, if you guys are laughing, that's all that matters. No, I wouldn't sit on his face, please. 
Well, she would. Yeah. I mean, no, no, no. I, I don't want to give him face herpes. That would be awful. Well, if he went to your wedding, that could be a possibility. That vintage disease. Have you met my daughter, Chlamydia? Yeah. Um, I have herpes. So you didn't get into Juilliard. Did you end up going to college? Um, I, an- I ended up getting into, this is really cool. Why I got do you into- want to talk sideways in the mic? I'm just trying to figure you out. Um, I, I, You're like a sound man's disaster. Are you, can you hear me? If, if I'm doing if I'm doing it like yeah, this, okay. okay. I mean these these '70s microphones are fucking big enough. You would think. Um, anyway, I feel like Diana Ross uh, on Soul Train. Um, so I, uh, what were we talking about, kid? What school did you go to? Did you go to school? Where'd you go? Community I got college? accepted to USC, NYU, and I ended up going to uh, USC for about twenty minutes. I was there. My father passed away. I'm sorry, I was really bummed. Hey, it's 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 life, man, and. Um, and I got really depressed, and I, I ended up dropping out of college and uh, and just going straight to work because it's sort of all I had to hold on to. I really just needed to concentrate and focus and be around a lot of people. And a lot of the times when you're a freshman in college, it's very solitary. It's a very solitary existence, and I think uh, subconsciously, I just thought that it was it was something that was um, not going to be good for me psychologically. And well, did face you- it, what were you going to major in? Theater, theater right. Really, right so like, you're gonna rack up yeah. you know $150,000 of debt or That's more exactly. to do what you were already doing that was it and so yeah, you're not gonna teach I there you go and I uh, but but also you know I mean they have an amazing program at USC not to poo on it but I didn't have um I couldn't afford to just take four years out of my life and concentrate solely on you know hanging out at frat parties Drinking beer and and, no, work and and doing homework. And had you had another interest that you wanted to major in, just to have a backup yeah. or something, that'd be one thing, of I, course. I, yeah. I can't think of anything else that I'm remotely good at, right. and so I I, I was like, I. you know, I, I can't, I just can't. I, I probably, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll can, see how I you can, do as a mother. Well, let's see. I hope I just. I hope I don't lose it. <laughs> no, stop. Uh, anyway, so um, yeah, that's 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 the story. Did you? Um, let me ask you a question. Did you uh, always want kids? You know, I, I it's it's really funny. It was one of those things where um, my husband and I, I, I didn't even know if I wanted to get married. I was in my thirties, and mm-hmm. and I meet Tom, and he and I were like, let's let's take a shot at traditionalism. Let's let's do this, and we love it, and it's so much fun, and. Uh, I just, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to take care of something, yeah. of someone. And that was my instincts. I, I, I didn't know how I was going to do it, if I was going to adopt, if I was going to, but I've always been sort of a natural caretaker. Yeah. So, you You're know. great mom. Oh my gosh. We, we um, ended up uh, doing fertility treatments because we were trying to have the kid for a, mm-hmm. a while. And nothing was sticking. And I thought, oh, it's just my age. What are you going to do? So we ended up freezing like five embryos. We have kids. You want one? We have Uh, kids on ice. Do you know what they are? Uh, We have no idea. (laughs) Okay. But they're like five embryos. And like two months later, I get pregnant naturally. What? Yes. 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 Yeah, that's how it works. I think, you know what? I think all the acupuncture and and the, uh, and all the fertility treatments just kicked everything in here. And it just—that's what happened. Wow! Isn't that wild? So that's you have great. Five free eggs. Yes. No, they're embryos. They're, embryos. they're like ready to go. That's insane. I have five Frankenstein's on ice. You can have one if you All want. Right, thank you. Do you think you would? Well, I guess you'll see how you feel. But do you think, knowing that, you would want to? Would have I have? Another? Would I have? A, I. You maybe know what, you guys? Yet. Maybe. I mean, yeah. Because I'm. I'm not. I ain't. I ain't a spring chicken. <laughs> 
So there's that. Um, and let's see if this this first kid isn't a pain in the ass. I mean, how has your pregnancy been? Because you look amazing. I, you, you I wouldn't even know you're pregnant. No. I can't believe it. It's been From amazing. It's, it's really there's 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 something to be said about you know having like a healthy lifestyle before you get knocked up. It, it's right. the pregnancy will be easy. I promise you. So maybe a little you know it's trial and error. You said of that you guys were said let's take a stab at traditionalism. Yeah. So did he? So you knew you were getting married. Did he propose for? I mean, how did that work? Well, you know, when you're when you're with someone for a couple of years, you guys, of course, start to discuss it. What do you want? Do you want kids? You want it settled down? What's your, what are your goals and dreams? And he had been um, engaged before to someone. It didn't work out. He was young and he was just not ready. And my husband and I kind of, you know, we're we're very much cut from the same cloth. We're total worker bees. When we're not working, we don't know what the fuck to do with ourselves. And um, and we leave each other alone. And we just thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool if like the government knew about us? No, but <laughs> we got a tax but, break. Yeah. Um, but no, but what? Wouldn't it be fun if we if we just took a stab at this and you know he's from cleveland he has midwest values I'm, i mean i might be from la but i was born and raised in downey and are you and also from a latina i'm from a latina uh, background and you know i've i've dated so many assholes and name um, a few oh god there's blah 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 he knows who he is he knows who he is he knows who he is. What did he do? Oh, he knows who he is. I've had a restraining order. Ooh, on worst breakup ever. Worst breakup ever. Why? What him? happened with that? Um, I was trying to get rid of him for about like a year. Because he was he like just, leeching onto you? Well, he was like that chick who was like, <laughs> but I'm you know, hey, you. we're broken up. No, we're not. No, we're not. No way. No, we're not. And I thought, wow, I'm going to have to like literally find another boyfriend in front of this asshole so as to show him, no, we really are broken up. And I get caught, which is great. I'm like, oh, that's good. He'll disappear forever. But he didn't go down without a fight. And my entire family ended up getting a restraining <gasps> order against him. No. Yeah. I hope you're listening, man. Hope Psycho you're doing bear. well. <laughs> He's married now. He has like seven kids. What? Uh-huh. Oh, you're going to have to trump him. You're going to have to use those five embryos. <laughs> five embryos. Yes. Five embryos. That's a lot of money raising kids. It's, yeah, it's, man. It's just, you've got to be like a Rockefeller. I know. Days. Well, for seven kids. This, was this guy be right before your husband? He was, no, he was a few years before. And then I kissed a couple of toads here and there. And then, and then I met Tom and I was like, oh, well, this is what it's supposed to feel like. That's great. You know? Yeah, yeah. But we've all kissed toads. Oh, I've kissed several toads. Oh, especially in this town. I've kissed several gay toads. There you go. You know? I mean, Half you know. of my boyfriends, I think, turned out to be gay, which I don't know what that says about me, whether they turned after me or whether they just were and I didn't realize it. Well, I think you're incredibly alpha. Thanks. You're a real alpha female. And She's I think, um, anal retentive, obsessive, compulsive. No, I'm not. Which is, which is a wonderful thing for, I think, maybe a man who's in the closet to be around because you're, you're, you take charge. Yeah. You know? I also and just love the gay community. Did I you know too. that she dated Andrew too. Keegan? Andrew Keegan. Who's, who's Andrew Keegan? Who's Andrew Keegan? Oh, years ago. He's like a 90s heartthrob. For oh, two so weeks, cute. thank you very much. That's so cute. I mean, it was very cute. I mean, I dated Alf. I gave him a handy one time. You gave Alf? I did. I did. And the, I, voice wait, the voice of Alf? Yes, in, in a Ford. Shut up. Shut no! Fuck oh, up. I, I got really excited for a second. Really? I'm really? like, let's talk no. about it. No, no, no. 
Um, what's the what's the worst date you've ever been on? The worst date I've ever been on. Oh my god! Like, do you have five hours? Yeah, actually, um, the worst date I've ever been on. Well, God, I mean, it really depends how it affected me emotionally, right? It that's always what what happens, right? Yeah. The, the, I was on a date. Let me see. Like the worst date I've ever been. Oh, this is the <laughs> the funniest date I've ever been on. Um, I decided he, I, I met him at a club and then I decided that um, I was going to get laid that first date because I was horny. And that's that's what you do when you're uh, a dude in a chick's body. And I take this guy <laughs> out and he's really, really innocent. I think he was Middle Eastern. Yes, he may have been Iranian or something. And I thought, um, he's really sweet. We were talking and and he was kind of gullible. So we were we were having dinner and <laughs> I had a couple of drinks in me and I and I was just like, I don't know what the what's what the closer is gonna be. I'm I'm I, I think he'll get really turned off if I tell him I wanna go back to your place and have sex. So instead I was like, look outside. Yeah, I was like, you see that billboard over there? And there was this like brunette in a bikini that was far away enough. <laughs> the shot was far enough for me to lie and say, that's me. No, shut up. <laughs> Did you really? Where? What He's bar like, are you oh at? Oh my God, he looks so much taller on that billboard. And I was like, well, they could do a lot of things. <laughs> Have you heard of Photoshop? And he got me laid. He got, he was so excited that I was on a billboard on Sunset in a bikini. <laughs> the next day I drive by the billboard and the girl looks exactly like me. He's got these giant tits. He's got to be like six feet tall. And I, I couldn't believe that I convinced my date that I was that girl on the fucking billboard. Oh, oh no. Anyway, the things you do, Did you know. call you the next day? No. He never called me. Probably drove past it in the morning, getting in Starbucks, saying, "What the fuck?" He was like, I, 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 I. <laughs> "Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! god no, funny. it was yeah, it was like Vern Troyer, you know, like <laughs> pointing to a picture of Owen Wilson on a billboard, saying, "That's me." And the girl like, "Ooh, champagne goggles! I'm gonna get me some of this billboard boy." Crazy. Worst date I've ever been on uh, was with a guy I had met doing this little independent film. Yeah. We went out a couple of times. He was cute, kind of dumb, but, you know, pretty good looking. It was a good transitional time for me. Right. He lived in a house in North Hollywood with about 17 roommates, uh, (laughs) as you do. And um, anyway, I ended up going over there one night and I was going to sleep over. He and his friend were in the front room playing video games because that was pretty much their other job aside from smoking pot. Cool. I decided to go to bed because I'm tired. So I was like, I'm just going to crash here and no big deal. He, I, I, I wake up maybe an hour or two later to a light shining across my face. Oh, my God. And I'm like, hmm, I got to wake up. And I look in the quasi-darkness, and there's a police officer <gasps> Whoa. standing there. Oh, my God. Is it, saying, a drug, a drug don't worry, ma'am. We're here to help. <gasps> and I was like, excuse me? And I'm wearing like a T-shirt, you know? Right, right of course. And I'm suddenly like, what is happening here? Um, they had apparently an ex-roommate that they had uh, locked out because he wasn't paying rent and was very disgruntled about the situation. Unbeknownst to me, this gem of a guy who I had gone on a couple dates with was growing pot. This is before like L.A. was legalized yeah. or any. This yeah. is way back in the day. Behind the Batika 
Should have been a first clue. Behind the batika that I was don't know hanging, what a batika is. it's like a it's like a a swarthy sort of um, I don't know what bedspread. It's like a it's like a hippie bedspread that that you can oh, hang in college. Like Shut up. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes, a bit yes, Aztec-y. Yes. Anyway, he had a hidden closet behind a batika, and he had he was growing pot behind, behind this thing. I always knew it smelled like pot in there, but I was like, ah, oh, well, it's a Wait, bunch of guys. They all smoke weed. Pot. He so was growing they, weed. They busted him. Wow. Yeah. While you so were there. While I was there. Christine Lagan. I know. You knew he that was. Is... You knew he was. No, I had no idea. I'm very. Naive I thought you were gonna to tell drugs. I I'm very naive. Really? Yeah. Apparently, there's like four people who I know who do all the drugs, like the party drugs, all the time. I had no <gasps> idea. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm very naive. I think people. You've are never just like, done like blow or anything. No. Like, no. Are you serious? I am serious. Wow. I'm, I've smoked you... pot and that's it. I did have one bad experience with mushrooms, but I'll save that for another, another podcast. That was. I've I thought never you were going to tell the story when you were on location with that film and that actor guy that you went seeing. Where he flew in to stay, wasn't there? Oh, that was a terrible. That was a terrible cocaine story. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That was another bad. That was another yeah. gem of a guy. Um, around the same time, actually. <laughs> wow. Really cute. Really Christine dumb. Was going through it. I was going through it. I'd gone it. through a really bad breakup with a guy. Struggles real. Yeah. Um, who I just. No, no. It, this was one that ended up actually liking boys. So I think we uh-huh. were both very confused in our twenties. So gone through a bad breakup with him and then just sort of gone on the bandwagon of like dating very cute, but not so smart, you know, actors as That's you okay. do in your 20s. They're very cute. And, why and they're not? sweet. They're, they're usually sweet. very sweet and goofy. Yeah. I went to visit him on the set of some random movie he was doing in Albuquerque. I had extra miles. They were about to expire on United and I could get myself to Albuquerque and back. <laughs> like, why not go to Albuquerque for the weekend? I've never been to Santa Fe. Right. I'd like to go to the Georgia O'Keeffe uh, Museum. Right. This is what I'm thinking in my head. Right, right. First day, it's great. We have so much fun. We go to an art museum. He takes me to Santa Fe. We look through all the George O'Keefe stuff. Very cool. We have a lovely little dinner. He was very, like, very sweet. Takes me to dinner, expensive dinner. Very nice, right? Right. Later that night, we decide to meet up with his co-star. He was uh, on a show called... um, not at the time called Sex in the City. He played one of Carrie's many lovers over the years. I'll let you figure out who that Say was. Say it. Wow. Um, anyway, he decides after that we're going to meet up with him. We're going to go to some random Albuquerque club. Okay. Nobody's at this club, and these two young random girls show up, and I'm like, "What are we all doing here at this club? Nobody's here. This is so weird." And the girls kind of open the door, and we go in, and you know, Sex in the City guys all like, "Hey, hey," and I'm kind of like, "Oh, hi." Hi. What's going on? So. I don't clock what's happening. They're all getting drugs from these two girls and they're in on it. And I'm like, meanwhile, fiddling with the DJ booth being like, Ooh, there's fun songs in here. I'm going to put some CDs in. Like we're just like hanging out, having a couple drinks. Right. And I look out and there's a huge pile of cocaine (laughs) in the other room that they're all now doing. And I am suddenly so uncomfortable because I, I just, didn't realize that was happening. And it's like one of the times in my life when I'm like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. Why am I like in seventh grade and and don't realize what grownups do? People don't realize it. Like when you're a child actor, Lindsay Lohan is such an exception because you're really (laughs) self-disciplined from the time you're a little fucking kid. Mm -hmm. And I was never around it either. It was such a geek. So when I first saw cocaine, I was like, oh, me too. 
Yeah. I, I could. I was so that's scared how, that's of how it. I was. I'm scared. Oh I was scared. Oh my god! It's so weird. Like, <gasps> so no. the guy this says to it. me, he this comes. It. Actor boy's like, hey, um, we're all doing some cocaine. You wanna, you wanna come? And I'm like, I'm good. Like oh forever, God. thanks. And I like turn around, and now I have. Now I'm staying with him. You're in Albuquerque. I'm in Albuquerque. Oh my! God. I leave the next day. If there's a Southwest flight available, I would have gone, but it's like midnight. Oh yeah. my right? God! Right. So that happens. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. It is what it is. Right. My flight out, out the next day was like at 9 a.m. And then I had like a callback for Gary Marshall for a for Steel Magnolias at the Falcon. So if I'm. I'm like not even do. I'm not even like drinking because I've you know I've right. I have a job to do. You got a job to book. Yeah. We get back to the hotel. We say goodnight to Sex in the City. We go up and I'm just like freezing him out because he has made me so uncomfortable and I'm just realizing like this is a bad idea and I don't think we just are on the same page here. Right. And he can tell and he's now coming down off the drugs. Oh God. So he starts because I'm oh. sure it was some real good shit coming Alana, from Albuquerque. Get ready. He starts. Sure it was we math. get. Uh, who the fuck knows what it was right, right. we get back to the room and I'm just like going about my routine putting on my PJs and I'm like good night and I get in bed and I'm just and he starts crying full on <laughs> crying <laughs> he now feels real real bad and he's like I just I don't and hover like heaving whimpering, crying like, wow. whimpering and I am so annoyed now I literally turned over and I went they're there they're there <laughs> and turned back and rolled back over and was like, oh nope. my God. It was not a good scene. Wow. Yeah. You know what? Uh, that is, that's, that's, uh, that's, an, he was like an emotional Yeah. He was a crack when he was working? coming down off of oh, the, yeah. off of the coke. It was bad. And I mean, I wouldn't even say what we were doing was dating. I mean, I think we went out for two weeks and that thing happened. He got back to LA, tried to call me a couple times. There was like a sort of rekindle, which was a bad idea on my part. Sure. And then I basically told him it was over. And then from that point on, like I've seen him twice. And like one of the times was maybe not even six years later. And by that point... Man, water under the bridge. Like, who cares? Yeah, he was a kid. He was a kid. Whatever. I was a kid. So we were a kid, yeah. I see him after a show that I was doing at the Falcon with a bunch of my castmates. We go out to Timmy Nolan's, and he randomly shows up with this group of friends that was somehow connected to my castmates. And he is at the end of the table, <gasps> like, freezing me out, drinking beers, like, giving me a stare and looking away and giving me a stare. And I'm thinking, like, come on, man. You know, big deal. Like, it it's that was like nothing right. like in you know in hindsight and as i'm wow. leaving he grabs me like going out the door and he and i'm like oh hey how you doing he's like oh, don't tell me don't act like you weren't looking at me like you didn't see me the whole time i was sitting across the table from you i'm like i did i, I did i'm sorry like how are you it's how are things avoidance. yeah, yeah. I'm, avoiding I'm avoiding you and clearly wow. it doesn't look like you wanted to talk to me either so and he's like oh what is this about you know, is this about all those years ago? He still had all this pent up like aggression, Arrested development, man. That's towards the fact that I didn't want to date a cokehead. Like, yeah, sorry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not sorry. I, I don't know. Not my Shh. thing. But it was just funny. Like six years later, I was like, "Are you kidding? You're the girl that got away." I guess. And then I saw him at an audition once, and he ran past me going across the lot from <laughs> Warner Brothers, and he goes, "Too bad you can't talk to me." And like ran to the like, listen, Brady Spinellis. <laughs> you need to fucking relax. Okay, 
slow your roll, man. Fox. <laughs> it's fucking cool. Crazy. Your heels, Brett Easton. I want to know. Oh so my is god. Is he still working to this day? I think he is. I got He's on ER for, for like your, your your affair with him. Oh my god. He's got a total soundtrack. Oh no, he in called head. after the whole like cocaine bit. <laughs> There's more. Right. Oh yeah. god. He no. called me and was like, I just think that you know we should really get back together. I just want you to listen to something. I'm like, you know what? It's don't Wait, you forget don't, about me. I don't have time. Like I think this is done. He goes, just listen, okay? Oh and he wrote a song for me and played it no, on the piano. I told you. Oh my god. And then he was annoyed afterwards that I was like, that's nice. Oh he's my like, god. I can't believe you. You're such a bitch. Well, you're cold and heartless. And I'm like, I don't want to be with you. I don't know how to he tell you this. A schizophrenic, oh, he was. I think he was just doing way too many drugs at the time. Okay, enough about Christine. enough about me. Let's enough get back to you. Wait, I want. I'm curious. Have you ever been fired from a job or let go? Yes. Um, uh, the first show I got let go from, it was called Me and Henry. Uh, Melanie Griffith took a shot at, at uh, being us on a sitcom. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor <laughs> was in it. Yeah. And uh, I played her next door neighbor. And I I think it was for NBC or CV, was it CBS? It, I, it, CBS. And um, and I, I auditioned for it. I got the role. I was so excited. And It's a regular? It was a regular uh, on the pilot, which right. didn't which didn't go. But we did a uh, table read, and uh, I started to riff, and uh, that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> and then and then we uh, we went into rehearsal, and Melanie Griffith had said something like, oh, "I just don't I just don't think I'm funny, you guys." And she's just she's so she's such an honest she's just so honest with herself, and right. and which is cool. Um, and, uh, and I, I kind of raised my hand and said, well, Lee Strasberg said that if you're doubting yourself, <laughs> what, like, what, what was I thinking? <laughs> like Lee Strasberg said that if you're doubting yourself, you just, you have to embrace it and you can use it in the scene and it's probably going to make it even better. And she was like, what? Like, I, I just <laughs> like, didn't, didn't know my place as someone with four fucking lines in a pilot. Yeah. And I got I got asked to uh, to, to walk away. <laughs> to depart. I got a call that that evening from a network executive saying, "Hi, Alana, we're we're um, this isn't going any further with the with the job." And I was just like, "Am I still getting paid?" She was just like, "Yeah, it doesn't work that way." I was like, "Awesome, thank you." So I still got paid, but when you get when you get fired from pilots, it's it's sort of like, "Oh, okay, well that happened." Um, and then, well, the table read is the big place where they start firing. It's, it's where yeah. they start firing. One time, I did, um, I did a table read for Joan Cusack had her own show at one point. She's genius. She's fantastic. She was. Uh, I played a waitress that I got hired on to do a guest star, and uh, I went out and got highlights the first day of rehearsal, and because I just wanted to look, you know, cute for for the show, they were like, the, the director wanted to do. He's like, what? Why did you get highlights? What, what's going on? Why do you look different? I was like, what do you mean? It's just like, did you get highlights? I was like, no. What are you talking about? No. My hair was this color when I walked into the audition. And he was like, uh-huh, okay. And, and I remember going into uh, to wardrobe to get fitted, and the girls were just like, we know your size. You're good. Oh, no. And they had already uh. been told that, that they were bringing in someone else, and I was just because like, Because of your fuck. hair? Yeah, it was something they just wanted a certain look. You should you know? have said no. It's just temporary. I just I just colored it for today for another part, but it's going back tomorrow. You know what? I wasn't forty one back then. Yeah. I would have lied through my ass. Went back to the salon but and said, "Do it back to that's to normal, the thing." Is like it's just like why couldn't they just been like, "Yeah, we don't like that. Go back." Yeah, exactly. No, it's just easier to hire someone else. You know, back so in the nineties, people were were really yeah. They were never straight shooters. One one thing I love. There's been a feel. I feel like a. 
physiological shift in in the business where people are just so much more straightforward with you right off the bat and and i think it's you know all that fake shit that that i that we put up with in the Mm -hmm. 80s and 90s doesn't fly anymore no No. you cannot no you you can't you can't bullshit and not really it's it's, no people don't have time yeah and there there's some we have information at our fingertips within a second's notice yeah and i think that's what makes you know the business nowadays be refreshingly more um uh authentic Although there's less to like really there's not a lot of stuff happening. No, there it's isn't. Not, there isn't. I mean it's, it's like it's you know, Nicole Kidman is doing T V. Yeah. It's it's so scary. Well did that's you, be, yeah. Did that's, you audition for Girlfriend's Guide? Yeah. I put myself they I went on tape, um and uh and then they um I they, thank you, thank you to my agents. They were just like, You got the tape, that's as good as it's gonna get. She doesn't have to go in and, and test or anything like that. So they had the studio and the network um, both look at it, and it took them a while. You know, Vancouver, if you're working in Vancouver, they have to do a background check on you. Oh. You couldn't have gotten a DUI within the last yeah. 10 years. They won't, they won't let you work. Really? It's wild. I yeah. didn't realize that. So yeah, it took no, a while. If you have a misdemeanor. The second guy I went out with, he definitely can't work in Vancouver. Oh, there you go. Def- I think he had several of those. He oh, was wait, a real you, winner. You just sent tape? That's it? I, I, put, I, went, I walked into casting. They put me on tape, and, and they had... Um, um, I, I believe I was up against the. Oh, I love her so much. She's on one day at a time. The new, the new uh, Latina oh, yeah, yeah. version of it. Yeah, is it on? It one is. Day at a time? Yeah. I it's on Netflix. So. Yes, it got Oh, it is? Reviews. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it yet. Norman okay. Lear's new show. Oh, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love her. Yeah. I thought when I walked in and I saw her in the waiting room, I was like, oh, shit. Alana, just go home, you know? <laughs> and I walked in, not just thinking I wasn't going to book it. And, and, uh, and I got a call your way. saying, wow, yeah. Yeah, but you guys seem like sisters. You do. You do. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. I, I yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's a, you it's never a know sp- if it's going to work or not. Trask. But a lot of times in a series like that, especially when you're shooting in out of state where you're normally, you, you really, all you have is a cast and crew. There's not, you know, not everyone that you, you don't know a lot of people in Vancouver, I'm assuming. And you're working 14 hour days, I'm assuming as sure. well. Sure. So you have to spend a lot of time with yes, these people. Yes, you do. So you yeah. have to get along. You do. Yeah. And if you don't get along, it's not. Especially for the star of the show, she's gonna be like, "Get rid of her." No, you're 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 screwed. <laughs> yeah, um, it's 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 really hard. I mean, you have to you have to really. It's it's going to a new school. You didn't give her a Strasburg uh, quote, did you? <laughs> Lisa, listen. No, it was. I mean, you know, she she's so cool and she has such fun. Uh, she's she has so many fun stories. God. Get her on our show. I'm like, oh my God, you guys should have have her on our show because she has the best stories in the entire world. I mean, this girl was like, no nepotism involved with the way she did it. She was a bartender. She was a club kid in the 80s. That's right. Mm -hmm. She, you know, she really like clawed her way up to the top Mm -hmm. of the ladder and, and of success. And she's just fun yeah she's got a, just it's a it's good role so for her intelligent you got in on season two yeah i i walked no season one in the middle of season one janine garofalo was on the show right. right and then they uh they wrote her off she you know she just wasn't feeling it and um and so they were like well it's between a dog or alana like you know <laughs> we're either gonna bring <laughs> on a dog which is possible yeah dog yeah. does and sell tv yeah yes. there you go it's between me and a dog and um I'm, I'm glad i got the role so there you go and it, it lasted for three years it was a good three great year run i can't so, believe it but wait a minute 
So then you're shooting in Vancouver. Your yeah. husband is here. Yes. How's that work out? Well, I mean, four months out of the year, sometimes six months out of the year, I, I would be away in Vancouver. Now, it's two and a half hours on the plane. It's a two and a half hour plane ride. Yeah, so it's, it's not, not really that bad. It's not Toronto. So he and I would like every two weeks or three weeks, I would go and spend a weekend with him or mm -hmm. anytime we had off, whatever, you know, I'm not in every single scene. So sometimes I have like a whole, like a full four days off, you know, and I'd be able to come fly down here and, and spend That's some nice. time. But Vancouver's so beautiful. So he'd, he'd love to hop on a plane and, and go out there and, and we just, you know, exhaust the town and, and have a good time. So we, we did make the most of it. It was hard at first, but then, you know. Have you shot anything since the last season of uh, Girlfriend's Guide? Uh, yes. To the Bone, which is a, a, another movie that uh, Lily Collins is in and, and Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Oh. And it's about eating disorders. And it's, you guys, it's unbelievable. I can't believe there are, are not more films about this disease. Is it independent? Or is it's it a an indie. Netflix picked it up. It's about to be, um, it's about to be released. Ooh, got to see that. Oh, it's amazing. And uh, Keanu Reeves and I run a facility that's really, you know, kind of cutting edge and outside of the box to, to help these girls with eating disorders. Wow. And it's, um, Lily Collins is amazing. Amazing wow. in this. She gives such a great performance. She lost like 20 pounds or something for this. Wow. I mean, it's she looks almost unrecognizable in the film. And, wow. and it's about this, you know, yeah. this girl that just will not um, will not stop trying to disappear. How's Keanu? Keanu's awesome. He's the nicest he, guy, right? He's so eccentric nice, yeah. and so warm. Yeah. Like every once in a while you meet a celebrity and, and they sort of have this thing. There's something about working with celebrities. Oh, boy. When, when they're really famous... Like it, there, there's sort of this, like, um, s smoke and mirror sort of thing in their eyes, mm -hmm. where you're like, "Am I looking into someone that's real, or are you just so fucking guarded that I can't even have a conversation with you?" And a lot of the times with these actors, you have to start over every single day sometimes with these celebrities, right? Because just the, when you the think, trust level, the trust level, just when you think that you like them and they've told you a little bit about their families and this, that, and the other, and you've shared stories. The next fucking morning, you're at craft like, service getting coffee, and it's like hey, they don't even know you. Right? You're oh. like, that's Jesus, so weird, dude. I'm playing your friend in this in whatever we're doing. I'm playing your wife. I'm playing your neighbor. Come on, we gotta. You, you gotta, gotta have gotta some kind that. of connective tissue. Get here. rid of that fucking ego, man, because it's not. It's not helping. It's, no, it's not. It's not helping this this uh, project. But every once in a while, you'll come across someone like Keanu Reeves or like Dustin Hoffman or, or um, uh, you know, Robert De Niro. And they're just so nice. They're really nice people. You're like, oh, no wonder they're as, they're as successful as they are yeah. because people like hanging out with them. Well, and they realize that the process, the movie, the product is only going to be better if they have a connection yeah! with you. Because you have to look in each concept. other's right. You have to look in each other's eyes and be two different people that you're not in your normal lives, but have some kind of truth. Absolutely. And even if that's a truth of how was your night last night? Great. My wife and I went to dinner down the street. You should try this Italian restaurant. Oh, that's so great. My kids are coming in this weekend. Whatever that bullshit is of small talk. Yeah. Right. It's like I'm not going to sue you. I'm not out to I'm not out to go to TMZ about your yeah, where you're going to dinner. What you eat and, and yeah. yeah, it's it's sort of it's a it's a very but it's really interesting a lot of the times when you when you when you run across mm -hmm. uh, when when you cross paths with like a really guarded celebrity that you have to work with. Um it it, it really it, it the performance suffers. Absolutely. I, I'm curious also because a lot of you, you I, I'm assuming cause just the way you are in person and I can, and I've seen you on screen and television a whole bit. You've a lot of improv skills in the sense of like, you're, 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 you're very quick here and there. You're quick. You are. 
have you ever had an issue with writers or directors on set, like with just your vision of what you think a character should that character should be? Uh, I mean, or is everything everyone you've worked with been very collaborative? You know, it, it's I, I I've I've been lucky in the sense that. Um, if whatever I'm doing, I'll, I'll usually stick to the script. Look, if, if it's if it's um, if it's television, and 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 it's all about hilarity, yes, I will add in a couple of right. things here and there. It's- but you know, I'll, I'll you know add in some lemon pepper or whatever. But um, usually, you got to stick to the script, and um, you know. And, and sometimes the dialogue is really hard. It's it's like, you know, I, I don't think anyone talks this way, but, you know, a lot of the times the writer really is married to that dialogue. And you're like, oh, God, it's not going to be authentic. And then I look at it and I see the end product. I'm like, yeah, I don't believe myself. I just don't believe myself. But that's okay. You just sort of, you know, kind of have to... It, it, it's a lot of... It, the, the fun I have is trying to make really difficult dialogue that is really hard to believe any would come out of anyone's mouth and try to make that real and and it's and it's really hard and it is. a lot of the times i fail at it it's it's impossible but but the thing you think you fail i think as actors we watch ourselves on screen we know all of our tells i know when i'm like oh that's oh yeah but you know 99% of the world doesn't know that absolutely so you're always your worst critic I, I am and I can't watch half of my shit because I'm always I'm always thinking oh my god what was I thinking <laughs> like why what what was that? I sound like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins on Californication <laughs> like that was the worst fucking British accent in the entire world but I was having so much fun while I was doing it right. that no one could tell me any different <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a lot of less mail on the sandwich you got it and I was like, like, was Wait, like, you played what? I played uh, this this uh, widow on Californication, and I had to do a British accent, and it was such a bad, it was such an over the top accent on Californication that like you're like, why are you British? It's Cockney, and, <laughs> but it, I wanted to do like an Amy Winehouse sort of a thing, and but Amy Winehouse. Did you make her British, or the character was written to be British? I auditioned for it with a British accent. I thought it'd be really funny if this <laughs> this girl, she, she her husband was like a rock and roller. And, oh. and so I thought it'd be really funny to, for her to be British, and they they loved it. And so I I just took it and just added so much mayo to that fucking sandwich <laughs> in my performance. But I remember it was it's so sad because I watch it and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so over the top and my accent is so bad. But you guys, it was probably the most fun I've ever had. So you I'm know, sure. was, it, was it a recurring think, or just a guest star? It was, I was in like four or five episodes. Of oh my god! Games. I love that but show. I had so much fun, and sometimes you have to defend the fact that you know. Look, I, I I wasn't wearing my seatbelt on that roller coaster, and I, I don't give a fuck. Damn it! Nobody else gave a fuck, no obviously. One cared. You know, it, it, a lot of the times it's just you you got. You have to have fun while you you're doing these fun. things, you guys, because it's so, it could be so it's depressing. So, it's, sometimes. I know it's gonna be tedious. Yeah, well, let's, let's talk David Duchovny for a minute. Oh my God, he is so beautiful, isn't he? That is one beautiful man. I know. I've uh, oh, I'm such a fan of him. Oh, he's nice too. God, yeah, yeah, he's really nice. cool. In his skin, just comfortable. And yeah, I saw him. I was going up to Sirius XM, and he was in the elevator with me doing Sirius, and it was like totally nice, really cool jeans, t-shirt kind of guy, yeah. leather jacket. Oh. I was like, it's fucking David Duchovny. Sexy, like, yeah, that's right? so cool. Normal yeah, down to earth, really person. Yeah, just fun. Who did you? Out of all the actors that you worked with, who's the one that like 
you like really related to like you really like who did I want to relate to yeah. Ben Stiller Ben Stiller, I did relate to him. I I, I mean, but, you know, I don't have his success. But I always thought, wow, if I ever get to, if I can ever attain his level of success, this motherfucker, it's midnight, we've wrapped, we've got maybe like a seven or eight hour turnaround, and he wants to rehearse the scene that we're about to do the following morning. And I loved that about him. That's awesome. He's like, you, Mark, are you cool? Just just going over the the scene, he was like, so that we can sleep on it, and it could be really easy to do tomorrow morning. I was like, yes. He's such a hard worker, and there's a reason why he's just always doing different things. And he he still goes to acting class. I mean... (laughs) He's, you know, he's been with Sharon Chatton for years. Well, his parents are legends. Yeah. yeah. And I think, and I, I was, mean, I, and I asked, you know, it's funny. They, they're, they're always asked, they're like, what makes him such a, such a cool, hard worker? And he's never, he, he never, um, he's never complacent. He's never complacent. He's never satisfied with the things he does. He's always just like, okay, I did that. Now I've got to do this. And he's always uber natural. And uh, I think his his mom and dad, you know, from the time he was a little kid, he was taking out the trash and like cleaning the dog shit up when he was like, but you know, they're kid. old school actors. They're old yeah. school they're like vaudeville. New York. They're like, vaudeville. Yeah. That's like the and, real shit. Yeah, you can tell that, that there's something to be said about raising a kid. Was that, that really, Meet the Fockers? It was Meet the Fockers. Yeah. yeah. And and working with him. And Dustin Hoffman, who's like one of those theater geeks you've met in college. Like, yeah. he's always on. And he's so, like, I think his biggest fan woke up and said, oh, my God, I'm in Dustin Hoffman's body. Right. Oh, right. my God. Oh, my God. Like, Seriously? he's so excited to be Dustin Hoffman. Ugh. He's and it's so cute. I mean, and every day is like a fun yes, new experience. It, it's endearing. Listen, I, listen, Tootsie is one of the movies that really like made. I mean, it's probably it, on my top ten list. It's of oh, all, all, come all time. The fuck on. Yeah, there's two actors growing up that I was obsessed with. It was Dustin Hoffman, and are you ready? Rick Moranis. Oh, Rick oh yeah. Moranis. Rick Moranis is he's apparently the sweetest thing in the entire so world. Nice. Yes, and and cool, and I, you know, it, it's it's fun. These people just, you could tell they they just. What else would they be doing if they weren't doing what they do? I, you know, make cracking jokes and being the, the class clown, but at a go. corporate job. Yeah, there you go. You yeah, know? or working in like a video store, or right? Something like that. Right. Yeah. Which okay. Other side. Yeah. Worst experiences: the people that won't look you in the eye, the like hard to crack, the not didn't make it fun. Um, I experienced. A lot of misogyny when I was a kid in in, in the business, and and a little bit of anti. And it's funny because I'm I'm not even like a practicing Jew, but anti-Semitism from a couple of directors here and there. Really? really? Yeah, 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 for sure. It's a and Jewish. It's a Jewish it's a Jewish industry. industry. It's, it's a gay mafia. But but it was the '90s or the late '80s, and and I experienced a little bit of that. Um, it was it was wild, and it was really scary to be around, and mm. and. Um, and I didn't, I couldn't understand it or wrap my head around it when I was a little kid. I just thought, wow, I'm just a really bad actor and I don't know, and I don't know how to fix it. But, you know, there, mm. there was a little bit of abuse from a couple of directors here and there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll never forget it. Oh, and that's gross. Have you worked with them since? No. I ran into one of them um, not too long ago. I was hiking and he was in the passenger seat of a friend of my sister's. And the, the friend of my sister slowed down and said, Alana, what's going on? How are you? And, and I, looked in, in the pa- I looked at the passenger seat. And he saw me and he turned his head the other way. <gasps> I, wonder, I wonder if he thinks, wow, I kind of abused her as 
when she was a, a kid. And Ew. now she's in her 20s. And, and it was nothing sexual. It was just pure, like, hatred. Like, just not not liking the fact that I was who I was. It was just, it was amazing. Yes, there was, hmm. uh, um, yeah, there, there, and there, there was one person I worked with that just uh, uh, couldn't wrap uh, his or her head around the fact that I was Hispanic. And, and I'll, I'll, never, I'll never forget that. Like, they, to a degree where they were, like, getting... It affected them. Like, it, it just affected the fact that, that and, and it's, you because know, racism they didn't, is really, is they didn't feel like you looked thing. Hispanic. They kept commenting. They just didn't like the fact that I was. Oh, they didn't like that you were. It was like, whoa, man. And, and, I, and I sometimes think about, I wonder if like Louis Guzman or Cheech Marin or any of these people ever went through that because they are the real deal. And I don't exactly look typically Hispanic, but when no, people- you don't. When people do a, you know, look me up on Wikipedia and they understand that that's my background, it's my right. blood. Um, this uh, character could not wrap his or her head around the fact that I was Hispanic, and and uh, just Weird. It really bugged them. And, and also, your name doesn't really give it away. Uba, no. yeah, it's yeah. German. It's uh, but um, they, it, it was just really interesting, and I'm like, wow. Mm. You'd think with Obama in office. Mm-hmm. We would have gotten rid of it, but now, really? yeah, the, this, now. this schmuck is just unearthed. <laughs> you know, he's just given everyone this carte is, blanche to. You mean this to is hate. this is recent? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was recent. Oh wow, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean in this like day, this is not when you were a kid? No, this it was like uh, Obama now. was in office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> I can't name wow. names. I mean, no, whatever. I don't want you to. But no, it's but right. I do. It's but, pretty amazing. No. I mean, I do so badly, but no, it's, it's just, it, it's going to happen sometimes yeah. in the workplace. And especially you think and you're in a, we're in a business where it's all about, you know, passion for humanity. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while you'll come across a schmuck that really doesn't get it. And it's mm-hmm. so sad. It, yeah. it just, it's so sad. You know, I had one experience with an actress, um, who wouldn't look me in the eye. <gasps> oh shit. And Actor then or actress. Actress. Uh-huh. And then told the director to tell me to stop looking her in the eye. <gasps> While you're working, you mean? Correct. Or like off camera? While I was working with her. What are you supposed to do? What, what the fuck exactly. are you supposed Where to do? Where am I supposed to look? Did you if say that? If not in her eye. Does she have a third? The director a came bindi? over to me and said, I have to talk to you. Come here. That's Gary Marshall. Correct. <laughs> and he said, so she's not so good on the lines. She's nervous. You're looking at her in the eyes and it's making her nervous. Just, you know, maybe look around. And I said, okay, well, what, where am I supposed to? mm." I think I know who this is. Okay. And uh, he's like, you know, you'll do, you do me a favor. And I love Gary more than anything. And he was just trying to get through the day. So I don't, that was just what it was. But I could not believe, couldn't say two words to me, couldn't say hello, but didn't want me to look her in the eye while we were doing a scene together because she was quote unquote nervous about knowing her lines. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. So if you watch the movie, Georgia Rule. You will see me in this particular scene literally darting my eyes around looking like an idiot because like I don't know from, where from the, the fuck to look. So he kept the scene in there? Oh, the scene's in there. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the same movie where I'm in some very random scenes because said actress would not show up and because uh, she was, you know, sleeping it off. And the production was going to get shut down if they didn't film. So wow. I got a call. So you had to do it without her there. Well, I got a call from Gary's assistant, Heather, who said, hey, um, how quick can you be here? 
And I said, where are you? She tells me. And I said, oh, gosh, I, don't, I can probably be there in like 20 minutes. And I, I shoot up to set and I put on my like Mormon costume because I'm playing this good little Mormon girl. And I, I find him under a tent somewhere and he's sitting there and he, he's like writing, Gary's writing on a legal pad and he rips off the sheet of paper and goes, can you say this? <laughs> he's just writing a scene so that there's something to film while oh we God. all wait for her ass. <laughs> Wow. And so there's me in the bushes just like looking around, like pretending well, like I'm doing something. You know, sometimes it's like oh, I don't mean for it to like be hard to figure out. Yeah. I have no problem Who telling cares? this story. Sometimes it's like wrangling puppies. I mean, everyone, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna cross paths with assholes. Yeah. In any kind of workplace, in any kind of work environment, no matter what. Or and once again, people that are just doing drugs. And I have I'm once again there you go. in yeah. seventh grade I mean, and you oblivious. Don't, you don't know what's going on, but it's always them and it's never it's always their Mishigas, right? It's yeah. never you. Ever. You could have been anyone. That was, do, that was doing the good actor thing and looking at her straight in the eye because obviously you guys have a relationship that you want to, to be uh, believable. And if you're talking to someone, where else are you going to look? Um, Unless yeah. you're doing I mean, a scene where you're trying to lie. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I would have said something like, can I stare at her tits? Yeah. <laughs> can I just stare down at her tits? Like a, that would like have been a, a good dude. line. I'm just going to stare at her tits. Yeah, I'm just going to try. You, if that doesn't make her uncomfortable. Do you always do off camera? Off. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Because I've worked with some people who just were like, okay. I, my side's done, so I'm done. Yeah. I hate that shit. Makes me crazy. That makes me you so know annoyed. What's really amazing about it? I was doing an episode of Ted Danson's show, the sitcom that he had with all, you know, he was the teacher or principal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yes, I remember that. The nicest, most professional man. Sexy. And like literally him. was like, okay, Ted, you can, we're done with you. And then they're like going to put someone in. He's like, no, I'm going to do the off camera. They're like, you don't have to. You're done for the day. Da, 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 da. And they're like, no, I'm going to do his off camera. Like, and literally sat and waited to Sweet. do. So nice. I mean, Absolutely. that's part of your job. Yeah. Your job is to make the scene well, they good. Usually, well, they usually shoot, you know, the person that's on the call sheet, the number one on the call sheet. They, they shoot, shoot them, them out first. first and yeah. then. Right. They, it's really they don't have to. <laughs> right, <know>. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but it's I, it's courtesy, and I think it's respect to your other actor. Lana, Unless it's a child, do, if they get know? picked up for Hollywood Darlings, you have to. Oh do my an god, you have to Darlings. come on. You have to come oh on god. and play someone, I, some of insane course. person. I'm down. <laughs> oh my god, let me let me just shoot this thing out of me. Great, and then I'll be able to have a cocktail and be on your show. Oh my god, I love it. Well, you guys should you should in the next season you should write a mommy and me episode. Yes, exactly. Oh my god, that's funny. Go to a mommy and me. Girls, she'd be hilarious. That'd be awesome. I, I've wanted. You don't to do... show up one day, and it's no, mommy, just me. <laughs> I just want to hang around your kids. <laughs> um, I've, I've wanted to do an episode about like a mommy and me group because now I'm in so many of them, and just like so some cute. of the personalities, you know, that you you tend to find. I was at the park a couple weeks ago with my girlfriend, and she's just really cool and laid back, and her kids are kind of running around, and yeah. her kid kind of picked up somebody's snack cup and just started looking through it, and there was some random a mom who's like um excuse me excuse me he's eating someone's snack he's eating someone's snack she's just there policing you know and she's like oh jesus yeah you so know one, one thing about having a kid is that one thing i'm not looking forward to is is uh is being around you know people that you would not be around if you didn't have kids yeah you know what i mean that people you would not be friends with and that's on the flip side of that you also make friends with people going through the same thing at the same time Yeah, that you realize, oh, I'm finding a new tribe of people right. that understand exactly what I'm talking about at three in the morning when I'm up breastfeeding or I'm, you know, my kid's sick and I can call them on a moment's notice or I can be yeah. like, 
oh my God, I'm losing my mind. Can you meet me at the park? Because I got to walk somewhere before I lose it. So on that side of it, it's awesome because moms have like a connective tissue that's like no judgment. I get it. Who needs to bring the wine? Right, you know? right, right, right. And that's the kind of mom I'm always looking for. Does your for. sister have kids? She doesn't. No. So are you the first of the... Yes, this is my mom's wow. first grandkid. Are you serious? She's she losing her mind. Deal. She's so oh, excited. Gonna be, oh, forget so it. Where does she live? Uh, she's, she's in Downing, the same still, house where I was born and raised. Oh, you're kidding. Wow. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me cool. ask you this. Who's in the room with you when you give birth? It's just going to be me and my husband. I mean... She's, you're not going to let her experience it with you? I'm afraid of... Um, she is a little older, and I don't want her to see me suffer that way. I think it would just kill her. Okay. You know what I mean? Honestly, if, if she sees me going through that much sort of pain, don't. Um, it would just really, I think, drive. She'd pass out. Yeah, whatever you do, <laughs> don't tell this one when you go come. into labor. <laughs> yeah, because he will come and he will you put like your mother on a text thread along with all of your best girlfriends and just do the play-by-play. What is, are you addicted to the smell? I mean, I don't no, know. No, no. What it is is it's... it's I like I like um, you like the oceanic. He likes the drama. Smell, it's the, the drama and the manipulation of like the nurses. Like for instance, like I go straight to the nurse's desk and I go and I go and I'll I'll crack a couple jokes and I go where the hell can I get a fucking Ooh, you're fun. Where can I get a scotch in this place? You know, something <laughs> stupid. They're like he 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 he's so cute. Blah blah blah. Now, if they're of urban essence, right. I go straight to them cuz I'm from New Orleans. Right. Right, you're part of the tribe. I got, I got, the, I got it in me. Got it. So, the, I like to make friends with the nurses first thing because then I know my friend is no, going to be is going to be treated like yeah the best, like the best, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she's a bitch. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm she, so nice. And, I don't know what you're talking about. She's in pain about. or whatever. She's going to be a bitch I, to you. Yes. Well, oh my god, she's in labor. Her vagina is about to fall off. I get off. it, but I need you to understand something: that these people they switch shifts and they tell the other nurses. Oh, you're right. So you're absolutely, you've right. got to be nice to these people. Oh, the mother and four A is because a real, they yeah. are going to make sure that you're their number. Because they're not. She's not the only patient there. There's like six other women having babies. Her nurse opted. They tried to get her to go help another doctor with another baby, and her nurse was like, "No, I want to stay with Christine." So they worked it out. I attribute that not to me being a bitch and you reconciling it. I was very, very nice to my nurse. In fact, I brought them a basket of goodies. Which uh, I ate. Which you ate. (laughs) So there's that. I think she did come back, though, because the room was funny. Yeah, it was fun. He's cracking jokes. And actually, my husband, who was very... It got tedious and it got like long and sure. it did get nerve wracking a couple times. It was like 15 hours. Or yeah. Something. Oh, I was there like, for two days waiting. Oh yeah. Love. It was a whole. So I think actually having a law there was was a nice comic relief for him, too. So, yeah, I mean, I had a, we had to sleep in that room. We were like, you know, oh just waiting and waiting and waiting for my lemon of a cervix to open. Oh, you poor baby. But I wish so you the fastest Best birth hey, ever. Hey man, I'm I'm, I'm at your age. Hey. It's gonna go real quick, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, with, with my cervix, yeah. we know you know how to push things out of that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Do you have they, stuff yet? Yeah, they have the yeah. pride bassinet. They have a bassinet oh, that has the pride. I got my gay pride bassinet. We're gonna take it. a picture of it. I've got so a, cute. A, yes, my gay pride bassinet, and um, and we've got a we got a couple of strollers. They turn into it's like the three yep. in one car seat stroller. That Do you have an SUV? Hell no, that gas guzzling son of a bitch. So what are you driving? I'm driving a... a well, I was um, a <laughs> consumer of Jetta for many oh. years. I was a very... <laughs> yes, and then... And then um, you switched. And then I switched to Audi. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been a very loyal customer to them for the past 12 years. Okay. Yes. 
So I lease because yeah, it's a write-off. Like, and you want a new car every three years. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a boy, circumcision. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and only it's it's just, you know, it's 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 uh I have a couple of friends who have not been circumcised and they're always at the doctor's office oh, with like an infection and stuff. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The they like are live you at the doctor's are office? Are you circumcised? Of course I'm okay, circumcised. I don't know. I'm at least Yeah. We haven't, I haven't, you know, we're friends, but we're not. Yeah, the non circumcised boys, man, you have got you've, got, you've got some cleaning to do in the, in, the, in the shower every day. I'm so happy I had a girl for that little, I, I don't know what to do with that. Oh, you'll be penis. fine. Yeah. Christine, you're such a nightmare. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. You're for my first child? Oh, yeah. my God. I, I know, probably, you're but I don't know. Have boys, twins. Because no, of please don't. Oh, my God. Please don't put that. I couldn't. My friend just had twins. We're going over to their house this afternoon. I made them a lasagna. If you'd oh, like a, a meal train lasagna, I'm happy oh, to make you fabulous. one when you have the baby. You know, I have I have an Audi vagina, and I wish that it was <laughs> circumcised when I was a, a little girl. I wish we had that. When you go, if you end up getting the C section, tell them to fix it oh, you know I, I don't really I mean am I Kathy Griffin like is it really <laughs> are my meat curtains like that big of a deal well I'm just no. saying if it bothers you that much well I mean if they no. start if they start like just hanging like 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 Listen an Arby's God I, I, I might I might consider Listen, you old drip whisker. <laughs> are you, you going to have like a night nurse? A nan- are you doing it all by yourself I got or? a night nurse baby I ain't no fool okay good good yeah. for you yeah good old Ariana if you're, if you're listening, thank you, Ariana. <laughs> give us her, give us her uh, Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Alana, where can we find you on the social? Oh, uh, Alana Ubach, A-L-A-N-N-A, last name U-B-A-C-H. And I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter. And um, and I send really funny facts every single day. I'm, I'm fun to follow, I promise. And um, what's the new project that's coming out on Netflix? Uh, to the Bone. Which is really fun, and I was just in that movie with uh, Shirley MacLaine, uh, The Last Word, which is fun. I play oh, Shirley yeah, yeah. MacLaine's gynecologist. Oh, you're awesome. kidding. That's awesome. Sorry, have you done Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens Live yet? No, I want to, though. You have you to should. make sure you should make them let you do that, because yes. you guys would get along fantastic. Yeah, he is. He's fun. He's got and, the gift of gab. Yeah, I think you guys would get along great. Yeah, we, I, be I, really I just don't shut up. He, he would be, it would be fantastic. Yes, I will. I will try. Um, what about Andy Cohen? Yeah. Shut up. All right, let's go. <laughs> As always, I'm Christine Lakin at Yo Lakin on all social media. And I'm Ala Khaled at Alec Led. Still on everything. Doesn't make sense. Uh, and Steven, our lovely story, producer bro. and engineer, we, who we, again, did not, we should have asked Steven some more questions. Steven, uh, do you have yeah. any questions for Alana? No, I'm just I'm just having the best time. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to take um, some pictures of these Grammys. But awesome. anyway. Yes, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. And the pride bassinet. Okay, Steven, go. Oh, you can always find me at Steven Ray Morris. If you have any questions, concerns, thoughts, comments, or just want to rant, email us at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com. Bye. 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 Bye.